0: Why this? Why that? What should we do? The what's led to search it. You diving in the secret. Bro, Fox, I'm These niggas get to tweaking. You don't be get to preach You don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars. You read my energy. You got the recipe to get the ecstasy. I'm shifting gears on the things that you won't believe. Now people don't deceive. They saw some Christian seed. It's from the start. That's why you trap. You stuck, You man, cannot leave. You best me on your knees. Come, Come your knee. sins of Don't hand. have no question. Have the face, you trust. You tell the truth.
1: Thank you for joining us for episode 22, Mooning Mars. Today, we're going to jump into Mars with Denise from Moonlight Astrology. But before we get to that, how you doing, Claudia?
2: Really good, Paul. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Especially since it's my solar return.
2: That's right. Yes, it is. Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, On episode six, This Little Light of Mine, i talked about mars but that was about four shows before claudia's tricked appearance on the show and about four more shows before she started appearing regularly a lot has happened since that time one thing that has changed is the type of astrology that i practice with that comes a new perspective on mars you may be thinking what's up with that the switch but I'm here to tell you, you could study astrology for 50 years and you still will be studying and learning.
0: That's how vast it is.
1: There's levels to this shit. And with that said, this show is not about me and my level. It's about Denise, Moonlight Astrology, and her perspective on Mars. Me and Claudia may throw a few things in here or there. But before we get begin... Want to find out a little something. Uh, Where are you from?
3: Originally, New York. Queens, New York.
1: Okay. And are you still in
0: New York?
3: No, no. Right now, I live in Delray Beach, Florida. Sunny Florida. I've been here for about five years. Um, I I, I thought about going back to New York, but I just fell in love with Delray. uh, And it's a beautiful little community here. I'm not far from the beach. And... Every day is just beautiful.
1: Wouldn't you say New York and Florida are way different?
3: Oh, they're nothing alike. It took me two years to adjust to living in Florida. Um, It it, it was a big change. New York is just completely different. The mindset of people, everybody's just like in a rush. Everyone is kind of... um, I don't know. I don't have anything against New York. I just feel like when... I moved to Florida I found that more people here there was a more of a community here people were more present definitely more spiritual um at the time that I moved here I started to really really study astrology and I found my little niche I found that astrology was very popular around here
1: all right uh, uh, how far is she from you Claudia?
2: She's actually not that far. Uh, I'm I'm in Miami, so we're kind of neighbors in a way.
3: Yeah, we are neighbors. Very cl- very cool. Yeah. Our.
2: Yeah, I can totally relate to the
3: beach and all
2: of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty and, awesome. And you're thinking about
1: going back to the hustle and bustle?
3: Oh, I would never. I would never move back to New York. As <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think I'm here for good, um, for at least for a while. If I do end up moving, maybe it would be the West Coast, but I am just very happy in Florida.
1: Okay. And you said when you moved to Florida, you that's when you started to jump into uh, astrology, right?
3: Well, yes. Uh, I started practicing it when I moved here. I, I had a mentor. She um, has been studying for over 30 plus years, and her name is Barbara Rosini. She also lives in Delray Beach.
1: Shout out and to Barbara.
3: Shout out to Barbara, my mentor. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. She's amazing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And uh, she she pretty much uh, mentored me one on one. I've always loved astrology growing up. I, I could literally tell you exactly what sign you would match with and so forth and so on and so forth when I was probably like 10 years old that's how obsessed with it I was I just knew what signs melded together you tell me a birth date I could say oh you're a Leo oh you're a cancer so um it's always been with me but uh I would say five years ago was when I really really study uh started studying professionally and um and doing readings professionally
1: well how did nice. you get in how did you get into it at that young of an age was your family uh into it at all
3: no, uh, weirdly enough, no. I don't well, know well,
1: well, 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 before you answer that, what what yeah. spirituality was practiced in your household growing up?
3: So it really wasn't a big staple in my household. Um, I think my family came from two different faiths. Uh, my father was uh, followed Islam, and my mother was Christian, and um, I never really followed any one religion um I grew up in Queens so I've had um Jewish friends, I've had Muslim friends, I've had Christian friends. I, I had such a diverse group of friends that I've been to church, I've been to temple, I've been to I've been to different places of worship. And at a young age, I never found that there had to be one religion for me. I just found that so many religions interested me, and um, there was just something about astrology and something about how deep it was and and how everything kind of connected, is interconnected with each other, so that's something that really drew my interest as a kid and crystals and stones, I just I don't know, they just they would, I would just be automatically attracted to them and then collect them and and um, I don't know, as I got older, I started to kind of make sense and and I found myself as as I've gotten older.
1: Well, you actually kind of, uh, Jumping into my next question, I was going to ask you, is astrology the first thing you gravitated to?
3: Yes. Yes, it was. Um, I even really, I really liked Wicca too, when I was younger, like paganism, when I was younger, I always thought that was very interesting because everything followed nature, everything around you um, was important and everything... Um, around me growing up was I don't know I just I had a I had a pretty I would say unstable childhood so it was really hard for me to um I guess gravitate towards one religion what's right what's wrong I kind of had to learn that on my own so when I did learn it on my own I found that astrology made the most sense to me and um I could really connect the pieces together with it
0: all
1: right before we get into yes. the uh, astrology part uh, what can you I'm a novice when it comes to crystals would you you know anything about crystals Um,
2: I can't say I know too too much but I like crystals I actually I, I know that they have a, a special um, significance and power in your everyday life. So, yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah. So, so
1: what, what can you tell us two novices about
3: crystals? Well, I think the number one important thing is your, your belief in them and your um, willingness to have an open mind. Mm-hmm. And every crystal emanates its own vibrational frequency. And each frequency um, has an emotion attached to it, let's just say. So um, I would say rose quartz has the frequency of the heart chakra and the heart chakra has to do with, with love and self-love and compassion. Um, there's just so many different kinds of crystals that have a certain purpose. And and, um, as long as you have an open mind, open heart, um, you can use these crystals um, that are associated with their purpose in your everyday life. So let's just say you want to protect your aura. I would say black tourmaline or labradorite are good crystals to carry with you. Um, Also, they do interrelate to zodiac signs. There are certain crystals like gemstones. So let's just say um capricorn birdstones garnet and garnet connects to the root chakra etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's very powerful you can use it in many different ways um i find that
1: what's virgo when- what's virgo's uh stone
3: <laughs> Virgo's kyanite. Virgo's um, ruled by Mercury and Mercury is one of the stones. I know it's sapphire. Like if it were a, like if you're going to go for um, gemstones, it would it would be a sapphire. But um, something that you can get your hands on easily would be kyanite, which is, um, which rules the throat chakra and communication. And um, Mercury is the planet of communication and it's the ruling planet of Virgo. One of the, uh, so, I would say kyanite would be a good crystal for you too to carry to help you with communicating and um, does, does
1: that does that apply to every Virgo?
3: Again, it also depends on your moon sign. Um, let's say your moon sign is Cancer. So you could also use a Moonstone. That would help you balance your emotions. Because people with a Cancer moon tend to be more emotional or they have more um, emotional ups and downs. So the Moonstone can help you balance that.
2: So so let me, let me get this straight. For a, a Virgo sun, moon, and Cancer, you'd recommend night and Moonstone?
3: Yeah.
2: Nice sweet
3: thank you <laughs> is that you is that, who, is that
2: you no 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 oh. <laughs> someone oh that God. i know
3: but <laughs> it's good to know
0: <laughs> so so uh when people
1: come to you do you like uh subscribe them different crystals like like a pharmacist i like that she's like
2: a crystal doctor
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you say hey hey this this crystal is good for you you should get this crystal or how does how does that work or
3: Yeah, well, it it depends. So let's just say I do a a reading for them, a natal chart reading, Mm -hmm. and in the natal chart, I'll see maybe again their moon is in Cancer, or they have an affliction with um, with like Saturn or Pluto. Uh, So I would say maybe a stone that could help unblock maybe their their root chakra. Sometimes Mars has to do with that, Um, and then I would say maybe carnelian. Um it's just like a combination. It really depends on what the person's going through and um their I would say uh, how um how much energy is um involved in their chart. Like if you have a lot of Virgo energy, do you have a lot of um Leo energy, do you have a lot of kids? So it just it really just depends and also what the person struggles with.
2: Interesting, very interesting. I like that, that you can basically, like, look at a hard aspect and say, like, here's a crystal for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I The one crystal, though, that we can all benefit from, in my opinion, is rose quartz. I love that crystal. It's beautiful. And selenite. Those are the two, like, anybody can use. Um, just rose quartz is just a very loving energy. And I find that people who may have Venus afflictions in their chart... I would say rose quartz would be a
2: nice thing to, to keep with you. Very good. That's really awesome. Um, I, I've been told before to uh, carry around black tourmaline because it also helps repel uh, negative energy. So yeah. that one I've, I've actually like had on me yeah, so, like,
3: look, for a look, while. I have mine right here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh,
1: my, cool. I have two more questions about crystals. So when you get a crystal, what are you supposed to do with it?
3: Well, if, like I just saw
1: you how you just picked yours up. I mean, am I supposed to like rub it every day? Am I supposed to put it in my backpack and ride it around? You know, actually, no, you I, hold it. Hey, you hold it. You carry you carry it with your energy.
2: Yeah, hey, quick story.
1: A quick story. When I was doing uh, ride share, uh, this girl left her crystal bag. She thought she left her crystal bag in my car. And she called me, frantically. Hey, do you see my bag? It has to be. (laughs) So I I guess people take this
2: crystal stuff very seriously,
1: huh?
3: Yeah. Just like they
2: take astrology very seriously.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because they're all unique. You collect them. You become attached to them. Um, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. I would say you can wear it as jewelry. You can carry it around with you in your bag. You can keep it next to your uh, nightstand, depending on the crystal. Um, you you can, I mean, literally almost anything. You can you can as long as it's close to you and close to your body. Or or if you have an altar, if you have an altar, um, you have pictures on there and candles. You can put your crystals there also. So depends.
1: All right. This is going to lead us into my next question, too, but um, the people who I see do the jewelry with the crystals and they wrap the copper around, does the copper kind of give it more of a boost, boost the charge a little bit or something?
3: That's funny you say that. I haven't had a lot of people ask me that, but yes, when uh, I was making jewelry a lot more two years ago. And when I was wrapping uh, stones to make pendants, I used copper because copper conducts energy a lot better than other metals, in my opinion. I'm no okay. scientist, but I'm just—that's what I've heard. <laughs> okay.
1: Now, yeah. since we're now on jewelry, you—you you design jewelry.
3: Yes, I do.
1: Now, do you? Are you just the designer, or do you actually physically make make it yourself?
3: You no, know, I physically make it I physically, I'll, I'll wrap pendants I'll make bracelets um, I was doing rings a lot more But I make rings But um, lately I've been focusing more on the astrology readings But yes, I am a jewelry designer And I do make custom jewelry
1: Alright cool. Alright Now what everybody came in for Astrology yeah. uh, <laughs> What type of astrology Do you practice?
3: Uh, well, I'm an Aquarius. So, what do you think? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I say I, I like traditional astrology, but then I also like to add in um, I like to add in stars or, or fixed stars. Uh, sometimes I'll throw in an asteroid here and there. But generally, I try to keep it really simple. Barbara, my mentor, told me just. Keep it simple. So I would say traditional. I remember taking a workshop with Kelly Surtees a couple months ago, and yes. she's really good. Like, I love yeah. her. She, yeah. yeah, she's,
1: uh, I, I see her on Chris Brennan shows a lot. That's how I know her. And and actually, I think she has a podcast now uh, called The Water Trio.
3: Oh, very cool. Yeah, I got to check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And, and so, Basically, I kind of follow like her rulerships and uh, and then what she talks about regarding progressions. But I, I'm open to everything. I don't think there's one method that's better than another. Uh, I focus a lot on progressions. I love them. Some astrologers don't. Some astrologers like solar arcs. I I'm not you know or solar returns. Uh, they're okay. But for me, I really love progressions and trans. Nice.
2: Okay. Uh, progressions uh,
1: are cool. So, what you saying? You you like traditional? Uh, is it safe to say you use whole sign? No,
3: no. Mm-mm. You use plastic? Yeah.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> how does that work, how does that work with traditional?
3: It get well because I keep in mind um, intercepted houses, so I do nice. I use interceptions. Yeah.
1: Oh okay okay.
2: Okay. You're, uh, you're you're you seem to be a a more Saturn ruled Aquarius than Uranus.
3: Well, if you saw my chart... Ba- ba-
2: based on based on your use of the word traditional, I'm picking up here that you're more Saturn ruled as an Aquarius and probably Uranus. Am I right?
3: I I guess you know it's funny. My ascendant is 13 degrees of Sag. My Saturn yes. is like uh. Like right there like at nine degrees of of uh sag and then i have uranus at like si- 16 degrees of sag so it's like i have my ascendant in the middle of saturn and uranus
1: so interesting what wow. what, what are your three majors
3: um sag rising aquarius sun and cancer moon
2: nice. oh. oh okay A yeah, cancer moon and <laughs>
1: sucks <laughs> <laughs> how does how does that work with your Aquarius energy
3: it really do, okay it really does so <laughs> so interesting. it say or doesn't at all but you i I find that I think I'm more emotional than most aquarians um and I'm very and um, uh, I'm definitely an empath and I find that I i think I Connect more with my moon sign than my. Even though I have a stellium in Aquarius, I still connect with the Cancer moon very, very deeply. Um, But it's hard. That's
1: interesting because Aquarius likes detachment, but Mm -hmm. then you throw that Cancer moon in there, and it's kind of like, wow. Yeah,
2: and also, and also, past memories. Like Aquarius is really forward thinking, whereas Cancer, like the Cancer moon, is more like. Going through your memories a lot.
3: <laughs> yes. I was like that a lot more when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, I'm more forward thinking. I you know, I don't really nice. dwell on the past. Like if I dwell on the past, it's for a reason, you know, not like to sit there and reminisce 24-7 and be like, oh, I regret this. I regret that. It's more about um, learning from my past.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome.
1: All right. Um, one more thing. Uh you, are you a maid? What? Are you a maid?
3: What do you mean by that?
1: Like, well, I was looking at your website and it said you clean houses.
3: Oh, no, 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 like no. Oh, like saging, like
1: no. saging
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm playing with you.
2: Nothing wrong with <laughs> maids, though.
3: I'm hey, nothing really wrong with maids, though. I, I'm really gullible.
1: i'm playing with you i I just wanted to i just wanted to uh i was joking with you but i uh what is cleaning houses
3: Uh, home clearings yeah Yeah, so a friend of mine and myself we go to homes that the people who live in have issues with the the energy so it could be that there's a lot of um, stale energy negative energy um they want us to come in and bless the home. Let's say somebody just bought a home; they want us to clear it from the, the previous owner. Uh, so if you come in and you kind of like you take you take sage, I take Palo Santo, and I'll go through the rooms with my friend. We'll we'll pray and wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You said what was the one you, you said Palo after
3: Santo. Palo Santo?
2: Yeah.
1: I heard a sage before. What was the other one? You, what's that Palo Santo?
2: Palo Santo.
3: It's um, it's a, it's like it's an ancient. A tree, like the tree, sacred tree. I was trying to use the word sage. Okay, sacred tree in um, Peru, and it's it's energy, the vibration of Palo Santo so is very uplifting. So it does clear space as well. But I find that it brings in, like you can, I use it for blessing this space. I'll use sage for clearing, and then Palo Santo for blessing.
0: Nice.
2: Oh, right. oh, I'm learning so much today.
1: Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey. So. Uh, we brought you came on today to uh talk about Mars
3: mm-hmm.
1: what would you like to share with us when it comes to Mars
3: well I just wanted to talk about Mars retrograde we're almost in the middle of it it kind of it just started on the 9th so I wanted to talk about it talk about Mars um, Mars afflictions a little bit and 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 Mars hard and how we can be the best the Mars retrograde because it doesn't really happen that often it happens every two years or so and it rarely happens in the sign of Aries
2: it hasn't happened in the sign of Aries in a while right
3: yeah like I think like
2: a couple a couple like I think it's like
1: and Claudia is an Aries rising
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's right on your It's been right. kicking my ass. Oh my <laughs> no, and it's no no, it's been literally on my Sunday because I'm at twenty-nine degrees Aries. So it's like it's been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh my gosh.
3: You get are you getting headaches or anything? Do you feel tired? Like
2: how do you I'm actually actually it's funny you say that. I've been feeling tired. This week I've been feeling really tired. The headaches at the beginning. At the beginning, a lot of headaches, very strong, random headaches. Now it's just like exhaustion.
3: Yeah, that's what Mars retrograde will bring for a lot of people but especially if you are heavy Aries or heavy Scorpio um, you're definitely going to feel, feel Mars retrograde heavy yeah.
1: Scorpio? oh because of uh, Mars, Mars. Oh,
3: Ruler,
1: uh. yeah. yeah huh I'm a Scorpio moon
3: ooh very deep I like it my Mars isn't Scorpio so I get it
1: <laughs> so, so as a Scorpio <laughs> so uh, this Mars retrograde is is uh doing something to me as a scorpio moon
3: yeah it is it's your you have scorpio in your chart your moon's there so um it could i i would say that you might feel more you might feel tired a little more exhausted um maybe the energy level that you normally have may not be there but but you also have to see what other aspects it makes Mm -hmm. um I think that if you have a lot of Aries in your chart or a cardinal sign in your chart, um, that'll, that'll affect you much more. Let's just like Libra, um, cancer, Capricorn, Aries, those four cardinal signs probably are, um, you're going to probably feel this Mars retrograde a lot more.
1: All right. Um, I think we jumped in too deep quickly. Yeah. Before I, before I got to ask you this, <laughs> What is Mars to you?
3: So Mars to me rules action. Um, In Aries, it rules the external. And in Scorpio, it rules the inner life um uh, without energy um your being could not manifest so this energy must be directed and controlled properly so mars is the one that directs and controls this energy and it's the dynamic in life that drives over and through obstacles it gives us our willpower it gives us our strain our inner and external strain so um some people tend to be tend to stick up for themselves more other people may not some people are more aggressive than others some people have more vitality than others it all depends on the sign mars is in and the aspects it makes.
1: so uh if someone is having trouble with um their drive in life or whatever uh is that it is mars your go-to uh planet
3: it is. I would say, it primarily, is in the sun, probably, but I would look to Mars, and I would see what progress... Do you have any progressions, that, like any afflictions to Mars in your progressions or in your transits? Or um, is the natal... Let's just say you have Mars square sun. Mm-hmm. Is that being activated by a transit? Is that being activated by a progression? So with that energy, I mean, you're always you always have that energy with you, the Mars squared sun, but it's going to be a transit or a progression that kind of like sets it off. Um, But if you are born with it, you do kind of struggle with it. Um, You might be a little overbearing. You might burn yourself out. um, You might be a little too aggressive or pushy with that aspect. So um, that does follow you, does follow you throughout your life. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, when you do readings, do you focus... Do you do a lot of natal chart focus or do you focus on what's going on now?
2: Like transits?
1: Uh,
3: yeah. yeah. I do a little bit of both. Depends on the reading. I tend to do the natal. Then mm. after that, I'll look at progressions and then I'll touch on the transits. I have like a little method.
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Very cool. All
1: right. Um. Now... What if someone has Mars retrograde in their natal chart?
3: So I do see this a lot. Uh, It has to do with their willpower, has to do with their, I guess, their confidence and the way they stand up for themselves. A lot of times they'll be more passive. So they're they're just more passive um, willpower-wise. They could be, they may struggle with, with, um, with their physicality, maybe, maybe they're not, it's harder for them to get up and, and to get things moving or, or start something. Um, it just, it, it really depends, but Mars retrograde, I find that people tend to not be as, um, I would say not as, um, their willpower. They don't have have as much willpower and they'll kind of won't stand up for themselves. They'll be a little,
1: timid in that in that area so when mars it's interesting go, so when mars goes into retrograde like it is now how would you say would that affect that that person more or
2: <laughs> that's okay. that she's definitely just it's she literally just described my life right now
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you have mars retrograde in your chart.
2: no well, i don't no i don't but mars is retrograde right now and yeah i'm it feeling it heavy oh all right
3: well I haven't looked at enough charts yet but um, because when you look at Mercury retrograde it's a different planet usually they say when you're born with Mercury retrograde when Mercury goes retrograde it's actually better for you your mind is more active you're more focused you can get more accomplished when Mars is retrograde in the natal chart and when it's retrograde transit wise I haven't done enough studies on that I haven't looked at enough charts to actually give an opinion on that but um I feel like it. It wouldn't be the same as Mercury retrograde. I think that maybe people would struggle more with that. But again, I haven't done enough per- like readings with people who have Mars retrograde and and um, during during Mars retrograde. So I can't really say.
1: I actually have Saturn retrograde in my chart, and, oh, okay. and Saturn. I have Jupiter
3: retrograde. retrograde. So
1: I always. That's why I always ask people that question about their opinion on retrograde planet in the chart. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you'll always find people have different opinions on it. That's why I'm that that topic is very. It's I don't know. I find it's like very obje- objective. Like you really, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. It's it's a t- it's a tough one.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so, anything else you want to share with us when it comes to the retrograde?
3: Yeah, sure. I just wanted to touch on some dates and let you guys know what you can do to get through this retrograde and make the best of this energy. Uh, Yes, we're going to get down to it. All right. So on September 9th is when Mars officially went retrograde. It's going to be retrograde until November 13th. And there's going to be a shadow period after that. So keep that in mind. So I would say the Mars retrograde energy will get out of here, probably by December.
1: Uh, what the shadow mean?
3: So, what happens is when the planet slows down and turns direct, um, and it starts to go direct, uh, it takes a while for it to kind of start speeding up. And once it starts to speed up, um, that's when it starts to move direct. But, again, it takes time to kind of, like, Speed up again and gain momentum so that's why it takes a while for it to completely be out of retrograde okay hope that that makes sense okay yes (laughs) well
0: well, well, we we, I have uh, a
1: lot of listeners that don't know anything about astrology (laughs) and so sometimes us as astrologers we throw these words out thinking people may know (laughs) and so
3: that's yeah. why. <laughs> no problem, but um, but I would say December will be like you know, we'll be back to to normal energy-wise. Okay. So here are some common Mars retrograde basics. So during this time, new projects and plans initiated are likely to stall or not develop as expected. There's going to be more effort required. Uh, yeah.
1: That doesn't sound too good.
3: <laughs> right. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. So don't worry about that. Um, and thank goodness it's only every two years. Uh, everyone's energy levels will be lower. There's going to be more frustration. So lower energy, higher frustration, frustration, yep. because energies are low. So then like it just keeps going in a cycle because, you know, you you want to get things done. You want to accomplish things, but you just probably feel more lethargic or slow moving than usual
0: how long you said we got to deal with this
3: <laughs> technically november 13th but i would say like beginning of december when it's completely like oh, out
0: okay. and
3: we're we're good okay um, we have other things to worry about by that time anyway so <laughs>
2: okay yeah we have a lot of things to worry about then
3: <laughs> whatever is nothing um
2: <laughs> yeah this is
3: nothing compared to december <laughs> Um, Accidents and arguments from impulsive actions and unrecognized anger can flare. So this also depends how Mars is aspecting in your natal chart and how the retrograde planet Mars is, if it's afflicting anything, um, because it affects everyone differently. But um, the reason for accidents and arguments um, from, it's because of the impulsive action. so will become so people can become very frustrated that they will just do something before thinking it over. they will make like decisions will be more rash in that sense. So my advice is to really, really think twice before you do something.
1: Count to 10.
3: Count to 10 huh. um, And there could also be health issues from internalized stress uh repression like repressed anger that is the number one thing i find um that is affecting people during Mars retrograde uh depending on who you are if you are a very angry person i don't know or if you hold in your anger that's going to manifest externally and that's going to manifest as it could be health issues or accidents or nothing, not like big accidents. You could like bump your hand or your head, or, but it's going to manifest physically. So that's why, again, we must be very self-aware at our thoughts and how we respond to things right now.
1: You. Uh, so you are you warning people to watch out for road rage?
3: correct oh, yeah. yes don't start anything don't because if you were the instigator you're gonna lose like instigators are gonna lose this time around and let me an instigation is never really great um but if you are that person i would say it's definitely not gonna go in your favor
0: mm. oh
1: i know what i wanted to ask you um,
3: oh, yeah.
1: how much credence do you put on the explosion and the mall was it- was it Mars Pluto uh, Claudia?
2: Yeah, it was it was Mars Pluto the Mars Pluto square in the in Beirut the explosion.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, you have any thoughts on that?
2: You remember that?
3: I remember definitely yeah and there were actually a lot of explosions that happened around that time it wasn't just beirut there were explosions in other locations i don't remember exactly where but i i looked at a map and i was just reading and i was like wow oh, there there are a lot of explosions this week so yes pluto um it's it's really the slow moving planet it's the outer planet so i think it was pluto making the aspect to mars or whatever yeah, it was. It, but any it. anything yeah mars and pluto um yeah that's explosion that's anger that's just but I'm not really a mundane astrologer I'm more of like natal but yes it definitely has something to do with it and the Mars retrograde um, I had another astrologer talk about it Okay. Uh, she does astrocartography, and she had a chart like a graph. And Mars, something about the Mars line was going through California, and she was say, stating that it has the grade has something to do with the fires.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was actually about to ask you too. But yeah, the fires. You know, you, since yeah. you don't really dabble with mundane her name
3: is maya white by the way and she's amazing like honestly she's probably one of the first astro cartographers uh she lives in florida as well for lauderdale and she does a lot of that she'll she'll talk about um um the maps and the planets and where it's intersecting and um ge- geography related
1: oh, okay so i like that um so when during this mars retrograde we need to learn how to count to 10 Mm-hmm. watch out for road rage
3: mm-hmm.
1: um what else <laughs> what,
3: what else uh, oh
1: uh, 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 don't piss people maybe, off maybe health issues
3: right health issues um, accidents instigating, accidents instigating things um,
1: oh and- so you could oh, wait wait you could actually be the one starting you could be the one flipping that driver off instead of the Ooh. getting flipped off
3: and you never ha- think to ever do that but you end up doing it and you're like oh my god what did i do <laughs> <laughs> oh i
2: have a i have a good one uh sexual deviances
3: that is good yes yeah, mars mm-hmm. you gotta you know
2: that's the that's the side of mars we haven't even talked about yet
3: no, no, we haven't. But I'm, I'm all for it. If you want us to talk about it, Claudia. Well, actually,
2: actually, Claudia, you
1: did have a question for her. You asked me about her astrology.
2: Oh well, yeah, I did. I did. Um, because I looked at your website, I wanted to know. Cause are you, or do you focus more on relationship astrology? Like, do you do more like couples charts than you do individual readings, or?
3: Oh, I do. I do sinistry, yeah. I love doing sinistry readings. Um, I do them almost as much as natal, but I love them. And I think they're so fun to do because uh, it really gives you a perspective. You really help the person understand their partner and help them understand each other. But yes, they're, I do synastry, And Mars is actually a very important planet in sinistry, it's, it's the sexual attraction. Um, it it's what draws you to somebody it's like um they say mars and moon is probably one of the most um like they would say love at first sight or lust at of, lust of first sight one of those very deep connecting synastry aspects Interesting. you have with someone yeah. wow i oh, never
1: that's really, pretty cool i never really what about
2: what what about chemistry? like uh, mars mars moon opposition like in a synastry
3: that's very powerful too even though they're opposing. um, It's just, you, you're still drawn to each other, you know? It's like a mirror effect, and it's still this magnetic pull that you have with the other person. Nice. All, yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Um Did you uh want to try to give some of these people an example of some Mars in houses or signs? Or
3: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, this is going to be fun, and you guys can can um, definitely come in and give give examples, personal examples. <laughs> okay. you know, like, ah, this, this is my this is my absolute favorite. So, okay, okay so we're gonna start with with Aries. Right. So again, Mars is the ruler of Aries, and when it's in Aries, it's very strong. And I think it's one of the better placements of Mars very very strong very healthy um it makes someone independent um gives someone leader uh leadership quality um, go-getter go-getter gives them ambition they're courageous but then at the same time depending on how it's aspected they could be a little rash or impulsive um not really think before they do something um maybe sexually they're a little too impatient you know <laughs> like um, yeah I've also heard that uh Mars and Aries like like the chase for some reason. They wait, can... wait,
1: wait, wait. You say impatient. hmm Does that mean like uh minute man?
3: See, I wasn't or... going there, but <laughs> <laughs> did you <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, oh. Maybe. I don't know. I know I don't wanna offend anyone. I'm just this is all fun. Oh I'm yeah. Well, but I'm... I'm just saying they're impatient <laughs> to it, maybe, you know.
0: you're hilarious
1: (laughs) all right so uh that's that's Mars and Aries right
3: yes yes all right next one is Mars and Taurus and this is detriment so it means it's not as healthy of an expression when Mars is in Taurus um, because it kind of makes Mars it makes the person more stubborn and it can make them a little a little jealous but on the other hand it gives possessive right possessive yes but on the other hand i think it can give them a lot of physical strength too like a bull so at the same time they can like more get through things charge through things um it's a very strong but it's not like the best placement for it, um, so that's why um, you just have to be very self-aware when Mars is a Taurus and use it, use that energy in the best way that you can, and that would be something physical, like working out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: And that's what's coming in January.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness.
2: Something that
1: something that the physical would be something to help them ground that Martian energy
3: right because again they can get a little possessive Um, money and sex are very important to them and they just need to reassess their values um they need the again they need to stay very grounded and very earthy all
1: right all right all right mars and uh gemini
3: all right this is one of my favorite ones to do um (laughs) they're energetic they're witty sarcastic um they have a sharp tongue these people are funny like they they're great with their words um words turn them on let's just say so if you want to know they get bored they get bored easily
0: claudia
1: claudia are you noticing something what uh sad rising you see how she's glowing as she talks about gemini energy
2: oh yeah no she loves it she loves it no yeah, but let me tell you Mars and Gemini <laughs> no but from personal experience like I've dealt with a lot of Mars and Gemini people they really do get bored easily like you gotta give them variety otherwise they're not with it
3: I know they love variety yeah it's very <laughs> verbal so but like wait. the more you can change it up like the well, better Yeah.
1: when you say variety do you mean like different different
2: people topics People. Yeah, yeah, different, different people. If you can play many different roles with, with like as well, a, as an individual, okay. you got it. Okay.
0: No,
1: I meant, I meant, I'm talking to somebody who's into sinistry. So I'm saying, hey, if somebody, if somebody has Mars and Gemini, should they be watching out for the? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would
1: you say know, yeah. the variety. Yeah,
3: you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta spice it up a bit, or, or oh, you know, okay. talk, and words, and, you know, different outfits, And but oh. they're just very, but again, they're just, they are very witty, um, they do get bored very easily, so they always have to be doing something to um, keep themselves entertained, I guess, but they're also, believe it or not, they, they're very good with their hands, um, again, because Gemini is ruled by, you're laughing, <laughs> I'm laughing too. Because
1: <laughs> oh, you can't see yourself, but you're, you're really just this glowing talking about Gemini. And I can't open. <laughs> she
2: really, you know she I mean? really it's, likes it's, that that energy.
1: It's your descendant, right?
2: Yeah, it is. It's so that's
1: yeah. So that's what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> right. You know. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, they're they're good with their hands because Mercury rules Gemini, and um, like Mars and Mercury make someone very and um, adept with their with.
2: Not Very right. animated.
1: Uh, a lot of uh, Mars, Gemini people probably drive sports cars.
2: Yeah.
3: Indeed, yes, that's
1: yeah. true. Yeah. All right, Mars and Cancer.
3: All right, so this one is in its fall. So it's not its strongest in Cancer because, again, Cancer is a water sign, and it makes someone... When I do readings for people with Mars and Cancer, I feel for them because it's a tough placement. It makes someone very sensitive, over emotional. Um, there's difficulties with like their digesting, their digestion and their stomach because they're always anxious um, because they keep a lot of things inside. That's the thing. So they feel so many things and they it's hard for them to sometimes stand up for themselves um to have that willpower um and and they kind of hold it in and keep it inside and that's why they could have some stomach issues Mm. um so it's like these people they just feel so much and i always give them advice where i tell them listen like just speak your mind don't be afraid like stand up for yourself like make clear boundaries Uh, you're very you're you're an empath you take on people's emotions you're you're very caring individual but you know you just can't let people walk over you because sometimes that can happen with people with mars and cancer they just they hold in a lot
1: would you say that issue is coming up uh to the forefront right now with it with with mars and aries squaring
3: cancer right now yeah yeah it definitely so, could depending yeah. yeah what planet it is fits
1: your sun, then yeah well, like, i mean for the people who have can uh mars and cancer
3: oh yeah it could, it, mars would be squaring their mars yes. Yeah.
1: so, so uh like, yeah that you you people with mars and cancer could be having martian uh situations right now that's what i'm saying
3: yes yes they could
1: yeah Uh, just a little transit uh helping out with transit sometimes uh all right how about uh what's the next sign, leo
3: leo yeah so mars and leo is actually really great uh it's a fire sign gives it a lot of energy um it's just energy times 10 so they'll they'll always have energy Would would,
1: would you would you say uh mars are better in fire signs
3: oh yeah because the ruler is aries aries is a fire sign so mars is healthy generally in fire signs
1: okay okay um
3: so they have plenty of energy they're dramatic enthusiastic they express themselves uh it's a really good placement if you're an actor or or in drama it's a really good placement if you're a public speaker even um, like it's the perfect placement if you're like a sports announcer, you know it's just it, it's just so great and you're able to really express yourself. Um, you, um, you really don't take a back seat. you don't mind being the center of attention and people
0: think, maybe too much exactly <laughs> a, little,
3: a, little, a little too much you get a little too much courage you know but but I but I find that they just probably don't even care like <laughs> whatever at least I'm getting attention you know
1: yeah, life um, of the party
3: life of the party but they can overdo it physically so my advice for <clears throat> Mars and Leo people you I know mean, take it down a notch let someone else have the spotlight for like five seconds but um, it's a really good placement
1: oh, alright alright uh What's next? Virgo?
3: Virgo. All right. So, Mars and Virgo. <clears throat> Here <laughs> is the person that busts over everything. So... <laughs> 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 but on the other hand, um, I actually used to know somebody who did mixed martial arts. And he had Mars and Virgo conjunct Jupiter. And he was always in great shape, had an enormous amount of energy, um, but he dieted all the time, like strict diets, like oh, so particular in his workout routines. Um, so this is a good Methodical. aspect. Methodical. So it's like a good aspect for like to be a dietitian and to really work on your body. Um But the only issue is they fuss over details. Like every little minute detail, they just have to say something about it.
1: Uh, Talking to a Virgo stallion.
2: Yeah. Oh Oh. Oh my god. Uh He fusses over every detail too.
1: (laughs) By the way, uh, your friend that you know that was in martial arts and dieting and all that uh, secretly when no one was looking he was sitting in a closet eating a candy bar
2: <laughs> oh my gosh that's so you know what, what?
3: I, be- I believe you because <laughs> I've seen him like eat that I'm like what are you doing and then he would but but yes and then he'd be like and then if I tried to eat it he'd be like no that's garbage what are you doing I'm like you yeah. just ate it like,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. You know?
1: so- I, just, I, I just let y'all in behind the curtain of some Virgo, Virgo secrets so uh, let's move on to Libra.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, listen, it's a good, it's a good aspect. Like, again, if you're, it's a methodical, you'll get the job done. Um, you can focus. It's, it's a, it's a good placement. Uh,
1: what would you say if I told you I walk three miles a day, but I also eat a Snickers, a Snickers bar every day?
2: <laughs>
3: well, You walk three miles a day so you can eat that Snickers bar, right?
2: Yep. All right. All right. (laughs) That's why he walks three miles a day so he can eat the Snickers. All
3: right. (laughs) Can we get off
2: of Virgos? Please.
3: Libra. (laughs) Libra. Okay. It is
1: Libra season, first day. Uh, We're going into it. Yeah.
2: Autumn Equinox.
1: Ain't that something? And we're talking about uh it's opposite Mars we are we are yeah.
0: so? um uh,
3: you ever meet somebody with a Aries oh I was gonna say ever meet someone who's Aries rising but a Libra like a Libra with an Aries rising
2: yeah oh. I I know someone yes
1: well <laughs> well actually you you touching <laughs> on something that that I really find uh, very strange, like uh, when somebody's sun sign is in the opposite of their rising sign, or something. It's it's, it's really strange, like like uh, uh, Aquarius. I mean, in a uh, Aquarius in the fifth house. You know, yeah. I find that because it's kind of like opposite type energies. But anyway, yeah. we getting
3: yeah no I was just wondering because I, I it, it just made me think of it Aries season and now we're in Libra so um, I wonder how that person deals with uh, things
1: just Well, at odds the, all the, time. The, the people I have yeah. met, I, the, very indecisive uh, they're controlling in their relationships mm-hmm. they want their relationships to, to to be balanced and all that and they end up being very Aryan like going about getting that balance which is cont- trying to control and and all that stuff instead of being the timid
3: Libra interesting I like that take thank you <laughs> all right Mars,
1: Mars and Libra
3: all right so <clears throat> persuasive and at the same time argumentative it's funny you just, you just said that. <laughs> enthusiastic and active in partnerships um they sometimes strife in relationships due to strong desire to have their own way um at the same time like they want balance but at the same time they want their own way so that's like the issue (laughs) that's uh, that surrounds them a lot it's like they're at odds all the time because they want to make somebody happy but then at the same time they want to be happy and it's sometimes hard for them to find balance in that um they can be easygoing lazy at times and lacking in self-reliance if the rest of the chart's not strongly positive but on a positive note they are very objective and they want they do seek justice um objectively and in an argument they will try to see both sides they will they will they will definitely try their hardest to listen to both sides
2: they make great lawyers huh
3: they do but it's detriment because it's like they're constantly at odds like they want to go forward 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 and be assertive assertive but then at the same time they're like not sure because they're indecisive
1: Yeah. Mm. a little side note about Libra Um, the timid ones they are timid to a point things build up build up build up and then they explode and when they explode, they're just as fierce as an Aries.
3: Yep. Yep. That's very, very true. Uh, I have a friend who's a who's a Libra, and you would think he's the most passive, easygoing person. But when you upset this person, they uh, you'll see it. I, I remember Barbara used to tell me, an iron fist in a velvet glove. That's what she would say. Libras. Iron fist in a velvet glove.
2: Yeah, nice. I
1: like
3: but, but, that.
1: But that that also applies to the other cardinal signs, Cancer and Capricorn as well. Mm-hmm. Just a little side note.
2: Yeah. Y- yeah, but I think I think it's I think it applies to it a little differently though, because like well, the velvet the velvet glove is is very like Libra aesthetic,
3: right? <laughs> like, yes,
2: let's,
1: yes. Let's just
3: add it, But nicely though. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and 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 a Cancer. A, a,
3: like a female serial killer. Let me ask you a
1: question. Have you ever pissed a cancer off?
3: Yeah.
1: How does it look?
3: Uh uh. My boyfriend's a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how, if it's
1: not TMI, how does he get when he's angry?
3: Well, not just him, but like cancers in general, they just get really upset and they just, I don't know. I, I just think that they get really. They lash upset, out. They, get, they lash out and then they just run away like they'll, yeah like, I'm, like, I'm like all right
0: well okay so, so, Are you yeah. all right?
3: Yeah.
1: so they have that that they have that burst of anger like an uh, airy like yeah. come out and then go running high like you said and then oh they my, cry about it yeah i'm like oh my god
2: yeah. okay
3: like you're <laughs> kind, don't you
2: know like, yeah you're the one that's consoling them
3: <laughs> yeah I don't mind. My moon's in Cancer, so I'm like the same in a way emotionally. I am like a cancer, so totally and I totally get it.
1: All right, all right. Uh let's let's go on to Scorpio.
3: All right, so this is where I have my Mars. All right. So it's very strong in Scorpio. It's probably one of the strongest positions after Aries, but it needs handling because it can be expressed. Very negatively, depending on the awareness of the individual. Um, It's a fixed fire in a water sign, so it generates steam. Think about steam. And it's intense, um, strong-willed, but stubborn at the same time. Um, And this is the animal that must be tamed for the person as, um, for the personality must be redeemed so it's like an animal that must be tamed there's so much power behind this placement but you have to be very conscious and aware of how you use your power I'm um, very strong instinct and um, it's also said that healing power is very strong if the individual is spiritually oriented
0: alright so and we
3: you don't want to piss off on of Mars and Scorpio
2: Mm. My mom is on Mars and Scorpio.
1: (laughs) I have a question. Do you think your Mars being in Scorpio has anything to do with you being into the occult?
3: That and my moon in the 8th
1: house.
2: Yeah, but she also has her Mars in the 12th house.
1: Well, you know, uh, Scorpio kind of can rule uh, the occult and stuff like that. So that's why... uh, Asked. Let's go to, uh, all right, uh, Mars and Sag.
3: All right. So if you have Mars and Sagittarius, again, it's in a fire sign. So it's actually a great placement for it. Uh, like Gemini. You are a little impulsive. You're, you do get bored quickly. Um, you're an adventurous person. You are optimistic, friendly. Um, you love to travel. Sometimes, again, could be a little unreliable with the scattered energy because that's the Sag energy just optimistic, over plan, and overdo things. Um, but it does make someone very aesthetically inclined. Um, person's interested in philosophy, religion, very independent, and they love their freedom.
1: Huh. Love to travel. Oh,
3: you know all,
1: it. All, all that. Yeah. yeah. I, I know a few. Uh, philosophy? Yeah. I know a few um, Mars and Sash athletes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. All uh, right. Mars
3: yeah, they're very, um, they're, they're oh. very they're very gifted when it comes to, when it comes to sports and all that.
1: Well, truth be told, my Mars is in the uh, ninth house, so uh, oh. I am play. Mm-hmm. Very
3: cool.
1: Yeah, uh, Mars in Capricorn.
3: Yep. So Mars in Capricorn is next. It's exalted in that sign, which means it's expressed very well, even though it's an earth sign. It makes the person very active, ambitious, and they work very hard towards their goals with persistence and they don't give up. They have a lot of patience, um, very strong pride. They're self-reliant. Sometimes they may have issues with superiors and in working relationships uh, because they really rather not explain themselves. They just like to rely on themselves, do things their way. They have a lot of strength um, and they can take on a lot of responsibility which again, at the same time, yes, they can take on a lot of responsibility but sometimes that they can burn themselves out when, when, when they do that uh, because there's only so much you can do um, but even though they do take on a lot of responsibility they are incredibly reliable.
1: Huh. Would you, did you find, uh, would you say a lot of military and policemen and stuff like that at Mars and Capricorn?
2: Power-hungry people, right?
3: Actually, I find them to have Mars and Scorpio or Mars-Saturn aspect. Oh, okay. Hmm. Because Mars and Saturn is kind of cold. It's like a little, it's cold and, and they're very driven and it's just... They go. They, it's very um, militant. They just go, 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 go. They don't focus on anything else. No emotions, nothing. It's just it gives them that willpower to push through. Um, it's not a very like loving and warm aspect. It, it's it's really meant for people to be the powerhouse.
1: So would a uh, Mars and Capricorn be more of a workaholic?
3: Yeah, a so workaholic. Somebody who puts in. Sixty hours a week, climbing the ladder until they get to the top. Um they're they're just corporate. very very corporate, correct? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How about uh here we go, here we go. More, more where more. You? All right. What <laughs> <are you laughs> My favorite. <laughs> that's what is, well, that's me. All right. oh, that's I, me.
0: Really? Both stop of you stop
2: copying me, Paul.
1: Uh no, you stop copying me. I was born first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah we're both Mars and Aquarius
3: oh well, wow you guys must be very fun then <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love Mars and Aquarius because oh op- like open-minded the most open-minded um they they love to to um give more freedom than Mars and Capricorn would um but they're not as cautious So will take more chances go with the flow um they're independent. Um, they really care about their friends. Um, they, they love intellectual pursuits. They love learning new, different things. Um, they, they gain friends through, um, like, school or something where they're sharing knowledge or learning.
1: Networking, um, doing podcasts.
3: They, yep. There you go, 100%. <laughs> um, you know it. Very rebellious. Impatient. I hate, I hate working.
1: I hate working for people.
3: Oh my god! Let me tell you, Paul. It's I can't. I hate it so much. I I really can't do it. It's so bad. It's mm. very very difficult. <laughs> I have I have four planets in Aquarius.
0: Oh
2: wow! You need a lot of freedom.
3: I can't. Like, it's it's rough. <laughs> oh, wow. It's rough. I'm like so, do this
2: do that. I'm like nah. So I, Wait.
0: So so, so are I, you so. We, yeah.
2: Wait, let me ask you something. Are you a team player?
3: Yes. I used to take the lead and think everyone had no idea, like, what they're doing. But I'm the opposite now. Now, I actually, what I like to do, because my Mars is in Scorpio, generally, people look to me, and I like to delegate things and tell people, you're great at that, and you're good at that, and you're good at that. Let's all work together to get this accomplished.
2: I love that. Wow.
3: Yes. Wow.
1: And that's, that's probably why you have Moonlight Boutique.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna boutique. Yes. Yeah, because
1: you don't like working for people.
3: <laughs> no, I do my
1: own boutique, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah, I have that, and um and then I also bartend because I love being social with people and talking to different people. And at the same time, I'm, I am working for someone, but again, I'm still free.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's so really it's, it's really enjoyable.
2: Huh? Sash bartending bartender. Uh, well, this is <laughs> I love it. This is this is.
1: This is this is off topic, but um, you must not be looking forward to December, uh, late December, Dan, right?
3: Oh, I, I know Saturn is just gonna hit all my planets. I already know that. What else am I gonna do? Just do it? <laughs> I have no <laughs> wow. choice. What am I gonna do? I just I'm hoping that it expresses itself in a positive way. And how
1: like- are you preparing yourself for all you is is there? Can anybody do anything for that? I, I, how could you prepare yourself for that upcoming
3: prepare for the worst i guess hmm. i don't know prepare I, I,
2: for yeah. the worst expected well well
1: well we well, <laughs> well. well, might be helping claudia because actually she is coming up on her Saturn return oh
3: you are okay yes i am
2: i am actually oh, wow. i just got a, I just got a little taste of it now um when saturn went into aquarius but yeah uh i looked at my my actual Saturn return Like to the degree Is April 15th 2021
3: Okay Well remember It's gonna go retrograde And then direct So 2021 is Yeah
2: it probably- goes Yeah it hits like Three times my chart Like the ex- Like the, like to the exact degree
3: You know what house, what house Is your Saturn
2: in? 11th
3: Okay And
2: Hopes and
1: wishes Along Along with her Venus
2: And
3: And Mars <laughs> Yeah Oh, okay
2: and friendships and social groups um where is Capricorn yep. in your chart what house is Capricorn in well 10th yeah. she, she, we
3: use whole time oh
2: you do whole sign though <clears throat> I, I do whole time <laughs> but yeah but, but even then it, it uh, Capricorn's in the 10th um in whole sign, I'm uh, sorry in Placidus, in Placidus um, it just changes like very minimally like it shows you know Aries takes up most of my 12th house because okay. I'm an I'm at 29 degrees Aries ascendant.
3: Okay, so but um. Perhaps you decide to go in a completely new direction when it comes to your future and
1: what you want to do because it's your future. You're just gonna go into. In a completely um, uh, oh no! You are about to. Let's see you sit, sit, sit
2: <laughs> up. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because that that's kind of. The, the I, I I literally just had a conversation earlier today where I said that um a couple of mo- months ago, right before um the North Nodes, the sorry, the Lunar Nodes switched over to Gemini. Um, I feel like most of us were on a timeline, um, a specific trajectory that we thought we were going on, and then boom, we kind of just switched over to a completely different. Oh, well, one.
3: I got goose, I got chills just now. I got As I said that, right? That. <laughs> I feel like that's happened multiple times not just this year but in our in the last couple maybe the last 10 years years—and I. oh like yeah yeah yeah. oh absolutely
2: but this last times, one yeah. this, this last was one was intense
3: yeah yes this- I believe me I I know I I've had something happen in my my life and I'm like what that wasn't supposed to happen and and it's just yep yeah I, t- I oh I under- I totally
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get it yep. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. I'm glad that you understand where I'm coming from.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: now you guys are getting a behind-the-scenes picture of why uh, astrologers like to talk to other astrologers because we get
2: <laughs> We get each other. Yeah, we're speaking the same language right now. Yeah,
3: it's beautiful. I I miss astrology conferences. I'm I can't wait until until they start up again because just being in a room in a building with hundreds and hundreds of astrologers I mean it's life changing uh,
2: interesting I might have to go to one now uh, <laughs> I've never been to have one you, have you what do you think about certification
3: I thought about doing it but I don't know how that would what that would do for me because I practice anyway do <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm not teaching it let's just say if I was teaching it, then I, I think that would be a great idea, but right now I'm not teaching it. I'm just, I'm doing readings. So at the present time, I don't know how that would benefit me.
1: All right. No, I was just asking, cause you said you, you like going to the conferences.
3: Oh, I love, I, but I do, I love to learn other perspectives and, and use other methods. And, and I just, the more knowledge, the better.
1: Yeah. Well, different people have different perspectives on certification and I just wanted to know yours
3: uh yeah I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that i think that's fine but again there's so many different um schools of astrology you know it's like everyone's different so yeah. whatever certification you get it's going to be in that way that that teacher and that certification um like basically teaches you so you're certified in that area of astrology and then that person might be certified in that area of astrology so, yeah yeah yeah
2: we, uh, we actually we actually didn't finish Mars and Pisces. Ooh, by yeah, way. that's all I was that's about
1: to the
0: say. the last one. Yeah, yeah
3: so that's, that's the last one. And unfortunately, it's not that strong in Pisces. Mars and Pisces is not the strongest. Um, it's similar to Cancer, I would say, because Pisces is receptive, very emotional, sensitive, and psychic, and can pick up the undercurrents around them. It's the complete antithesis. Of the fiery, dominant, aggressive Mars. So they, I think uh, most, probably them and Cancers have the hardest time um, being forceful, expressing their will, setting setting boundaries. The boundaries thing, I think Mars and Pisces, they might struggle with that the most. Um, the drive for power is- Wait, wait,
1: just, let me ask you this. Would the boundaries be, what do you mean by boundaries? Oh, I, when, I, when you said that, overdosing came to mind
3: that is something they could struggle with drug use that's correct but it's how pisces is a uh, uh, mass factor let's say if mars squares neptune and pisces i would say maybe that person dabbles and stuff and like you know alcohol a lot of drugs i don't i don't know again you have to look at the chart as a whole yeah. um, but you know it's something that can happen and these people they kind of lose themselves like they lose their it's like the boundary thing so Any um, client that has Mars and Pisces, I always talk about, again, the the boundaries thing and setting your boundaries and not being afraid to set, like not be afraid of um, putting your foot down and setting boundaries and and, um, using your willpower and to believe in themselves because a lot of times that gets lost with them.
1: Huh. All right. So, uh, can can you put a bow, a big ribbon on Mars for us?
2: Uh, wrap it up in a nice Yeah, bow.
1: Give me your, your synopsis on Mars real quick for the people. So as we get out of here.
3: Sure, sure. So when you look at your chart and um, if you struggle with Mars, remember your power. You are stronger than you think. And don't be afraid to set your boundaries and don't be afraid to speak for what you believe in. Right now with Mars retrograde, love and compassion toward your own humanness opens the door for you to unburden yourself of old resentment toward others. Uh, ask for help and reach out to others right now who might be struggling through this difficult period too. All
1: right. Very uh, beautiful.
0: Thank
1: Claudia, you. is there anything you want to say about Mars as we get out of here?
2: Um. Well, we go for me personally. I I feel that uh, we we kind of touched on on a really like positive uh, outlook of Mars. I think um in the hellenistic tradition mars is super negatively the, the way that mars is symbolized
3: yeah especially i think sometimes vedic astrology it's a little it's a little harsher well, like
1: a little harsher well yeah well that's kind of what hellenistic we we kind of yeah do.
2: it's so so, so it's
3: yeah sorry
1: and oh go ahead y-
2: no 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 yeah exactly just to just to reiterate that point yeah in the hellenistic tradition it's um it's a malefic right so so it's everything bad that could go wrong um so it's violence is like robbery things that are taken away from you you know so you know back in ancient times they look up at the stars they would see you know mars the planet you know right there in the visible sky and they that would symbolize you know strife pain like really hard harsh things that were going on in like the day-to-day life Um, and in a way like now we don't go through really difficult things I guess I mean we do go through difficulties but you know especially in this country we're really like more privileged than in most but um, I would think that around this time that like Mars is an Aries and like it's 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 it's, it's all it's a there's a lot of intensity around the Martian qualities um, it's not actual like difficulties that we're going through it's more like frustrations and um, really just looking at the bigger scheme of things and, and seeing how injustice plays out you know in our daily lives
1: wow I was thinking about what I could say about Mars but uh that pretty much <laughs> uh, said it uh, no I- please
3: go ahead add something else <laughs> I want to oh, go say, oh. hey, add something
1: oh well in hellenistic astrology um mars is a malefic yes but it affects uh a night birth or a day birth differently uh, saturn saturn and mars are malefics so um mars for a night birth is the malefic insect and Mars uh saturn is out of sex so for me as a night birth um Mars is, is kind of bad, but Saturn is worse for me. As a day birth, it's opposite. Uh, Mars is worse for a day birth than... So, so for instance, even though uh, Claudia's Saturn return is coming up, Saturn may not be as bad for her as her Mars aspects.
3: Oh, wow, that's so
1: interesting. I learned something. Thank yeah. you. Uh also uh I, I know I mentioned I, the way I've switched, uh because in in modern astrology, um every planet is an aspect of yourself. In Hellenistic astrology, uh planets are other people. Yep. And so the Mars, actually, depending on where it is, it could actually be uh, an enemy.
3: Yeah, I've heard they, they say that when it's in the 12th house, but, I mean, I, I, I mean, when I was younger and I had Pluto transiting the 12th house, I had a lot of enemies and a lot of bullying, but... Now that's not there anymore. I happen to enjoy my Mars in the 12th. I don't, I, it's not afflicted actually. My Mars is probably like the healthiest planet in my chart. So I, I like having Mars in the 12th. I'm glad
1: you said that because I want to end with this. Um, it's very important to uh, do some study and research into Mars, where Mars is, sign. Uh, and house in your chart, because if you don't get a handle of Mars, Mars will handle you and you will not like the way Mars will handle you, (laughs) uh, sickness, all of that. So how can people get in touch with you, get a reading, get some jewelry, get and all that?
3: Yeah, so you guys can go to my website at www.astrologybymoonlight.com. You could also go on to my Instagram account, Moonlight Astrology. Give me a follow. Uh, I haven't been too active on there lately, but I'm going to start up again. Uh, I still do all the readings, all the information on my website. super easy to book. Again, it's www.astrologybymoonlight.com. You'll also find my online store there as well.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to thank you for uh, joining us on I Am Astrology Readings, Claudia. Thank you for
2: having me. Thank you so much, Denise. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you,
3: Paul, as always. Thank All you, right. guys. And happy birthday, Paul.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And y'all, know happy al- birthdays. <laughs> and y'all know how I always in this. Know thyself and balance your energy.
0: Why this, Why that, what should we do? So, what's the legend You diving in the secret, go find some you These niggas get to it, where you don't be getting preachin'. You don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars. You read my energy, you got the recipe. To get the ecstasy, I'm shifting gears on the things that you want to believe. Now, people don't deceive, they saw some Christian seed. It's on the start, that's why you trap, you stuck, you cannot leave. You rest me on your knees, confess your sins, laboo. Don't have no question, have the face, you trust, you told the truth. You think you can't be slanted, you think you just be planted, It's warfare, the bombs explode, collateral damage. I manage to maintain, to explain. We hit it, evolve, but then the damn thing changed.